Okay, so welcome everyone to um, the September 2023 group second last call of Naturally Healthy Club. And this week, week 25, we're talking about I always solve my problems. I want to start this by getting you to think about a problem that you've had that you were able to overcome, that you've solved in the past. So think about something that you like, and at the time it felt it was a struggle. Like at the time you were like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to get through this. And then, but then now when you think about it, it's like, oh, easy, like <laughs> not a problem at all anymore. Um, so it might be like, you know, I, for me, like I quit smoking when I was in my twenties and I mean, I remember at the time it was like this big thing. Am I ever going to be able to do it? Like it was such a struggle or, um, yeah, like even when I, like we were looking for a house, like, you know, like we spent so much time thinking about it and looking, searching, it was like, are we ever going to find the, the right place uh, to buy? And now I've, like we've been here for 10 years. I don't even think about it. I just love where I live. Or another one is like, you know, like when I think about my relationship with food and how much of a struggle that used to be, like, and how much, like how I used to feel so out of control, out of control and feel so disempowered around it. But now it's like, I feel, it feels so good. And same with like my relationship with alcohol. So I want you to think about what, I'm just giving you examples from my life, just not because I want to talk about me, but just to give you ideas to spur you into thinking about like, what are examples from your life? problems that you've solved for yourself in the past and the reason we want to do this is just to get that feeling of of empowerment that, and to remind us that we are problem solvers and that we have like human beings for all their flaws actually are really good at solving problems <laughs> so we want to notice that and celebrate that and and we're going to use that in today's today's class when we do do an exercise around being problem solvers so it's I'm going to teach you a framework and the other thing I wanted to start with is just to just check in with like where you're at now with your naturally healthy journey and just think about like what's the one thing that you need the most guidance on today and just trust that you're going to get what you need and we don't need to know how that's true Okay, so our plan for today is I'll go through our philosophy and I'm going to talk about our process and then I've got a bit of news to share and then I'm going to recap uh, the last week's lesson on, on navigating derailments and then we're going to talk about problem solving and, and I'm going to share with you my problem solving framework and we are going to do a written exercise so you'll need something to, you can, in your phone or, um, or a pen if you prefer to write on paper and um and then we'll open up to coaching and actually uh christine had put posted something in the group so i've got that to coach on so i need to remember that uh but yeah we can go do any coaching that you guys need as well so naturally healthy club philosophy so i am or i'm becoming naturally healthy setting intentions gives me the best of both worlds i'm way more powerful than i think there's no rush Yes, I weigh XXX and it's okay. And this is just a reminder that like we want to be accepting where we're at and whatever our weight is, like we can do that. We can bring that acceptance into it. How do I want this to go? Great question for being intentional, thinking through something that's coming up. Overeating isn't worth it. So a great one for in the moment, helping us like stop when we feel satisfied, just reminding ourselves that it isn't worth it to overeat. Like it doesn't feel good. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future or I can have it later. Um, that's a great thought for when we like we are, we have had enough, but there's still food left. Just reminding ourselves, yeah, like I can have some more. I can have this later. I'm going to have good food later. Helps us save it for later. I change best when I feel good. I don't have to do this perfectly. The most pleasure happens in the first few bites. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. There are no bad foods and we prioritize protein. It feels so good being intentional. Feels so good being intentional. I love that thought. Uh, I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. And I don't need to know how that's true. And even if it feels, sometimes it feels like it's things are happening slower than I would like that's okay. Like, and it's funny because in my um, journey, like I'm with my business and my, and, and like the coaching that I've done around that, I've been in those, in those groups where it's like coming to the end of the program. And it's like, it feels like everybody else is like kicking goals and doing really well. And I'm like, oh man, like, I feel like I'm going backwards. 
And, but now when I look back on that timing, like on back, back on that timing, like it actually was the right time for me. And I remember my coach at the time saying like, no, you're getting what you need when you need it. And it's like, and or you're in, you're, no, nothing's gone wrong. You're exactly where you need to be. And I'd be like, really? <laughs> but now when I look back, I actually wouldn't have sped that up because there were things that I needed to learn. And it, the way that it unfolded for me was the right timing for me. So if you're in that position, I feel you, I get it. <laughs> it is a little bit frustrating, but just know that, that yeah, like things are working out as they as they as they should be, and that you're 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 getting the lessons that you need to move forward in the, in a way that's going to be the best for you. Uh, there is no failing, only learning. I don't. I, I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Where did that come from, Jules? I want to do this, and I can do this. Um, okay, so a naturally healthy process. So there's four parts to it. So alpha listening to our bodies, and then with and that's listening to our bodies, but also listening to our like our our soul as well. So giving ourselves what we need. So two thoughts that go with that: overeating isn't worth it. And then just in those moments when we are um, noticing that we're eating emotionally or stress eating or whatever, just pausing and asking like, what do I really need here? And that could be such a good reframe to like rather than just going automatically to food, actually bringing that question in so that we can answer it and give ourselves what we need, whether that's a sleep, whether that's we need a shower, whether that's we need some connection or a hug, like, and actually letting ourselves open up to the giving us, taking care of ourselves in the way that we really need rather than just using food all the time to, to buffer. But, but maybe we do, like we really do need some chocolate and that's that giving ourselves some chocolate can be good in those moments as well. Okay, so that's listening. Then we've got I for making intentional choices. And there's two thoughts that I find really helpful for this. First of all is the how do I want this to go? And that's helpful when you're thinking about your day or you're thinking about an event or you're thinking about or, you know, I'm about to go into the kitchen and I'm about to bake something. I like to set that intention of like, actually, how do I want this to go? What do I want to happen here? So that's how do I want this to go is really great for when you're about embarking on a journey. And another thought that I've been playing around with that I'm finding really helpful in the moment is just to pause and ask myself, do I want this? So particularly in moments where things aren't going how I wanted it to go or something's come up that I hadn't anticipated and just pausing in the moment and just going, actually, do I, do I, do I want this um, is a really great way to you know, kind of make those intentional choices in the moment. And just having that pause, checking in with, do I really want this? Yeah, it's, it's incredibly helpful. And I actually got that thought from a book that I read recently called The Chimp Paradox. And so it's written by a psychologist and he has a really nice metaphor for explaining how our brains work. And if you remember, I shared this on the uh, staying naturally healthy call this month. So in the monthly monthly group and they found it really helpful. So I thought I'd share it here as well. And so we, when we, um, when you like, when I think about how our brains work, like I feel, feel like there's two main parts that we use for making decisions around food. First is our prefrontal cortex, which I like to think of it like that's my naturally healthy brain, right? And that's the part that can think about future consequences and plan and weigh up like what's good now and what's good in the future. And then we also have our um, our pre our a prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex are a naturally healthy brain. And then we also have like a more primitive part of our brain called the amygdala, also known as the reptilian brain or the um, emotional brain. And that part of our brain, um, this guy in the chimp paradox psychologist, he describes that as it's like you've got a chimp <laughs> living inside your head. And when you're making decisions with that, it's like the chimpanzee is making the, the choices. And so the chimp brain or the, um, the emotional brain, like our amygdala, it doesn't think about future consequences it's like it doesn't even understand about the future it's just living in the moment and all it wants to do is like the chimp wants bananas it wants to seek pleasure and it wants to avoid any pain and so I think this is a really useful metaphor to understand in those moments when we are making choices that aren't so intentional what's happening is that our chimp's in, in control of our decision making our chimp's in control of our actions and this thought of just checking in of like, do I want this? 
is a shortcut to like bypassing the chimp and getting back to you thinking with our naturally healthy brain. So just pausing and asking, do I want this for some reason is really effective. And so the, the, the psychologist guy, he was using it in terms of like, if you're having an argument with someone, like just pausing and, and asking yourself, like, do I want this? And then like, often you'll be like, no, I don't want to be fighting with this person that I love. And it can be a helpful in to bring your rational thinking back on board in those moments. Or he was like using the example of road rage. Like if you're, you're about to fight with someone in traffic, like just pausing, do I want this? Do I really want to fight with that driver? Like, is really helpful, but I'm finding incredibly helpful in terms of food as well. And so I shared with on the morning call. So on Sunday, I, uh, it was Finbar's birthday. So I did a lot of baking. So I made these cookies on Saturday uh, so that we could have like ice cream sandwiches. For he, that's what he wanted for breakfast. We have a tradition in our family of like having ice cream for breakfast on your birthday. And so I'd like made these cookies so we could make ice cream sandwiches. And I'd set my intention for the cookies and that was great. So I made the cookies and even though we had a power outage and I ended up baking them after dinner, like a lot later than I'd planned, I'd set that intention that I didn't really want to be eating raw cookie dough. And I just wanted to make the cookies and have them ready for, and I'm going to have like an ice cream sandwich. I didn't have it for breakfast, but I'm going to have one next weekend. Right. So I've got that, set that intention. That's how I wanted it to go. And I stuck to that plan and that was fine. But then on Sunday when I was making the birthday cake, uh, the white chocolate mud cake, I it, like I was having a bit of a disaster where like the tin was too small and it was overflowing. And as I was getting it out, there was like all these kind of calf cooked crisp, crispy cake bits on the bottom of the oven. And I reached in and I was pulling them off the bottom of the oven and just automatically it just went into my mouth with like no conscious thought there. It was just like into my mouth and I, I was a bit frustrated about it. And I just paused in that moment. I thought, do I really want this? Like the kind of skanky cake from the bottom of the oven floor. And I was like, no, I definitely don't. So just had that reset. Like it was just that one moment in time, bringing that question in, it was felt really loving, really intentional. I was like, no, I don't want this. You know, threw the rest of the cake, the, the cake scrappy bits from the oven floor, gave it to the, the um, into my chicken scrap pile and it just, it felt really good to be intentional. And then same, same day I was icing the cake and I was making a white chocolate ganache, which technically is actually quite difficult to use as a, as a frosting, like getting, cause it was a really hot day. So it was like too runny and then I'd ch chilled it to firm it up. And then it was too stiff and it was putting holes in the cake and it looked like dog's breakfast. Like it was terrible. And I was getting really frustrated. And then I just started like that like the ganache was starting to go in my mouth and I was like again I just paused and went okay do I do I really do I want this and I was like no I don't I want to just wait and because I'd set my intention that I was going to wait and I was going to sit down and have a like my piece of cake with the family when we had birthday cake time after dinner and so I just would do I want this and I was like no and so I just redid a little reset kept going did the best I could with the mangled cake the boys thought it was beautiful but it was it was hideous and then sat down and, and um, ate it, like ate my slice as, as per the intention originally. But it was like both of those times, like I could have ended up eating a lot, lot of cake off the bottom of the floor or like hoeing into the ganache mixture and it wouldn't have like, and, but, and in the past that's what would have happened and then it would have felt gross and like not great. So this was like really helpful to have that reset in the moment of like, oh yeah, I, I, I want, I, do I want this? And I was like, no, it was a really clear, it was no like, oh yeah, maybe you want to just be eating Grenache off the spoon. Like, no, it was like, it was really clear. And it was, as soon as I'd said it to myself, it was like, right. And I got back on track and it was, it was so helpful. So I offer you this thought this week to play around with in those moments when you do find yourself making an, like making choices that aren't really where in line with like that aren't feeling good to you so um yeah so helpful uh, yeah and I love that thought of like having a chimp in my brain and actually the other part about the chimp brain book that I found really fascinating was apparently between like you know 11 people like overnight all the blood flow like the blood flow in our brain like our prefrontal cortex goes offline and the blood flow go goes to our amygdala because we're sleeping and there's like you know, restorative things happening in the brain so if you when you wake up in the middle of the night you know how often you'll wake up and you'll be like oh, and it's like catastrophizing it's like oh my goodness i did, can't believe i said that and 
you're worried about something it's like everything's doom and gloom and like it's all going to fail and I'm going to die and it's going to be like dead I'm going to be broken penniless and like all these things he said that's because like your the blood's going to your chimp the blood's going to the amygdala in those moments so it can be really helpful to recognize that and when you do wake up just go oh hang on I'm not going to chimp brain I see you I'm not going to like I know this is just my chimp let's just go back to sleep chimp like and have a conversation with your chimp and I've actually Adine had posted that she did that during the week and it was really helpful to get back to sleep and I did it the other night as well and I got I, I did I went back to sleep and it was like it was really great so you can use it to help with your broken night's sleep as well just this this idea but yeah I think like having uh, that mental image of like actually seeing it as like this is my chimp brain making choices is helpful to put that distance in there as well so although if you the thought of having a chimp in your head freaks you out don't use that don't use that metaphor just think about it as, as your amygdala but um yeah it just i thought i would offer that as, a, as an option for you guys to play around with okay so we've got we've spoken about listening we've spoken about a lot about intentional choices and the other, other parts of our process are tracking, so weighing ourselves every day and enjoyment, so remembering putting our cutlery down and anticipating something delicious, like giving ourselves that gift of, I can't wait till next weekend when I'm going to have my ice cream sandwich. It's going to be so good. Um, yeah, so what is it for you that you haven't given yourself permission to have for a while and maybe like get a plan to, ha to have it? Okay, so that's, now let's talk about news. So our post of the week prize this week went to Deb, who unfortunately isn't on the call, but we we're celebrating Deb. She said, um, I've struggled and continue to do so, but I've been encouraged by many of you, you all, my fellow NHCers, by hearing your stories on calls, expressing how your journeys have fits and starts and sometimes take more time than expected to see results. I came across the thoughts below is lightly edited for clarity on um, reaching goals from an email newsletter by Laura of Get Organized HQ. Her words reminded me of remind me of coaching. And then she just shares this short ex excerpt, which I'll read. Um, so do you ever feel like your plans are failing? Sometimes you just need to try again. Just because you hit a wall once or twice or seven times doesn't mean you you will the next time. There are some things that you just don't know when you'll have, some, sometimes you just don't know when you'll have a breakthrough and find what you're looking for. Just because you've hit a wall doesn't mean you aren't going to make progress. It simply means that you have to dust yourself off and decide what the next best step is. Uh, and one last tip for those days when you're feeling discouraged. Remember that it's so easy to fixate on what's going wrong. Hello, negativity bias. <laughs> Um, even when there's an awful lot going right. So when you're feeling down and unmotivated, try making a list of recent successes, however big or small they may be. And I'll add, share them in the group because we can benefit from them as well. Um, and then Deb had said, six months definitely qualifies as a no rush time period in my mind, but it hasn't been enough time for me to receive results. I'm trying to stay positive and maintain my hope in the process, and remember that my goal, that a goal worth accomplishing, accomplishing is worth continued effort, lifelong in this case. So I love how Deb has coached herself here. I really want to celebrate you, Deb, for doing that. And yes, she's in this the river of misery. Yes, she's struggling. But just that last thought of like a goal worth accomplishing is worth continued effort, um, lifelong in this case. So that's really helpful just remembering okay yeah like of course like I haven't been able to steer the ship in the direction like get the ship completely turned around and heading in the direction that I want it to be but like it anything that's worth doing is worth continued effort so it's worthwhile me continuing to try and steer this ship and just think about that like it's it, that's a really helpful thought to be thinking that yeah it's worth the effort to keep going it's worth the effort to keep trying because you know the next time could be the time that I that I get through this. So I love that. Thanks, Deb, for sharing. Okay, so in other news, just a reminder. So sec last call for this group is on next week, and so the new group's starting the first week of March. And you need to let me know if you're going to complete at the end of Feb or if you want to continue on. So with continuing, the option there is to join the Staying Naturally Healthy with Ease group. And so basically with that, you get everything that you're currently getting with the weekly calls and everything. 
And then there's also an additional monthly call that we have and a separate space in circle. And um, I'm also going to be introducing some new tools to the Naturally Healthy Club with the new group. So there's going to be uh, some trainings, a, a toolbox of specific trainings and bonuses around all content that all all tools that we've covered in the weekly calls, but I'm going to actually separate them out. So you've got like a little 10 minute training that you can go to or a little 15 minute training. So if you're struggling with like nighttime snacking, then you can like just go and check out the nighttime snacking training. Or if you're struggling with, um, you know, uh, grazing, like you can go to check out the grazing one. Or if you feel like there's self-sabotage coming in, you'll be able to check out the self-sabotage one. And the other, and there's, so there are about 16 trainings that I'm going to prepare for, for that, that, that purposes. And then there's also going to be, I'm going to introduce a new accountability system, which will be optional, but if you continue on, you're welcome to sign up for that. And um, yeah, so that will be available where we work out between you and me, what kind of, what, what sort of accountability would be helpful for you. And then we set something in place where I'm, where we're just checking in with each other. So that is coming for everyone who wants to opt into that. And then the other thing with the Staying Naturally Healthy group is that I do bonus classes on topics that aren't just around weight loss and, and food. So there's some bonus classes around time, relationships. So I did some marriage coaching. There's stuff on that. Um, sex, <laughs> aging well, gut health. And I'm going to be doing new bonuses on that every month. And I actually have a little survey going that I'll just paste in the chat. I think you, you guys probably already voted for these, but I'll just paste in anyway um, in case you haven't to vote for what the um, what future topics will be so I do a new top we'll do be doing a new topic every month that's not necessarily food related but definitely things that I have worked on myself and got good results on uh, and yeah so that's 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 it oh and the other thing I'm going to be adding is we're going to be doing um, for anyone who's interested like a monthly call on out specifically on alcohol and possibly a monthly call around sugar and having like where we have a focus around being intentional with alcohol and if I do the sugar one being intentional around sugar which is something that I used to do um, a couple of years ago in the NHC and I so I decided to bring bring those back so you guys will get access to those those calls as well if you would like um, yes, yeah, so that that's all happening and you need to let me know if you're going to continue or complete. And the rate for the Staying Naturally Healthy group is $99 a month. And you can stay for, like, if you just want to stay for a couple of months or one month, that's fine. Or if you want to stay for six months or longer, that's fine too. It's like there's no minimum requirement. Um, oh, and the other thing, other news, just I've got applications open for the new groups. So tell your friends. I've just... Um, best is just to send them the link to stone soup and go if they click on the naturally healthy tab there that i've given them that that, me that link because i've got i've got like a video class explaining about the naturally healthy club and they can get all the details there so that's it for news now let's recap navigating derailments so the thing with last week's lesson around derailments is it's not if you're going to have difficult periods in your life it's when right this is a given in life and so what's really helpful and the difference between people who navigate difficult times and don't let it completely you know the, them to be completely derailed and the people who do let difficult times completely bulldoze them is having some minimum requirement habits and because when you have those minimum requirements in place of like yes even when times are tough, I'm still going to keep these habits. That is the kind of safety net that helps you stay the course. And you, you maybe you might, and and maybe you might forget about your habits for a little bit, but then you know, like when you do remember, you can come back to them quickly. And so, so we all have the habit of brushing our teeth. And I, like you never hear someone say, "Oh, my life's been really crazy. Like lately, my been my dental hygiene's really been suffering." Like everyone still brushes their teeth when they travel. Everyone still brushes their teeth when they, uh, when you know, when when life gets busy. So we want to have that same minimum requirement for our naturally healthy habits. And so I would recommend for you, like it's up to you to decide what your minimum requirements are, like what feels good to you. But I'd really recommend. At the very minimum, just continuing to weigh yourself, like to have that that as a benchmark of like, yep, I'm going to keep doing that because it's 
it takes seconds and it's just that that little bit of a check-in can make such a big difference. And then the other minimum requirement habit that I have that I strongly recommend is your daily practice of where you're just taking a few minutes, like two minutes or a minute even, to think through your day and in terms of what you're going to do. Like, in terms of your eating and setting that intention for the day so that you don't end up going into a random free-for-all. Like it just those two things is enough to really make a, a massive difference to how you navigate um, derailments. Okay, so did anyone have any thoughts or any questions around navigating like minimum requirement habits from last week? No, we're good? Okay. Um Let's now talk about, I always solve my problems. Um, okay, so basically the, this thought I have found so helpful in my journeys on all my self-improvement prog programs, um, projects, and basically it's just this thought that I always solve my problems is really helpful because it connects me with my resilience. It connects me with my resourcefulness. And it reminds me that, yes, it's been tough times before and I've got through them. And so the framework that I have for problem solving, the first one is to remind myself, I always solve my problems and to remind myself that I'm a problem solver. I'm, I'm good at this. I can do it. And so, um, and I like to go through that exercise when, if I am feeling a bit overwhelmed of actually reminding myself of at least one thing that I problem that I have solved in the past to give me that evidence that yes, I've solved problems in the past. And then when I'm feeling that, like empowered, like, oh yeah, okay, I, I've solved that problem. Then I also like to bring in some radical acceptance and like a bit of self-compassion um, because, and that the reason for that is a lot of the times when we've got a problem, we have the core problem of the whatever thing is that's not going well. And then we pile on this extra layer of problem in terms of our judgment and our criticism of ourselves and how we shouldn't be failing and it shouldn't be taking this long and it, all the shoulds and shouldn'ts that, it, that, that, it, that come in. And so by radically accepting like, of course, this is where I'm at right now, that removes a, like can remove like half the problem. It makes it so, so just like that, we can just bring that, that, that remove that problem, but just stopping that judgment and that shaming and just reminding myself, of course, if I've got this problem. Of course, this is hard. Like, and just bringing that that self compassion into 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 it just that goes a long way to solving a lot of problems actually and helping us feel better. So that's a second step. And then the third step is to actually get curious about the thoughts that you're thinking about the situation because you remember T E A. So our thoughts drive our emotions. Our emotions drive our actions, and our actions determine the results. So if we ever are getting have a problem, we're getting a result in our life that we don't want, we want to just dial it back and look at the, what are the thoughts that I'm thinking about this situation. And so the best way I find to do that is to get the thoughts from in my head out onto paper. And so I just do a brain dump on scrap paper, whatever, and just get all the negative thoughts out. And then we're able to, then once they're out of my head, then I can look at them. So we, we might go ahead and do that now and just do a brain dump on what are your like what are your thoughts that your honest thoughts that you're thinking about your naturally healthy um, journey at the moment. So I'll just give us like two minutes to to do do a quick brain dump and get the thoughts out, and then we'll we'll continue.
So once you've got thoughts out on paper, and when I'm doing this, if I'm in, in a big problem, in a river of misery, I, it's like sometimes I sometimes I just I just write until I get a bit like I like it feels like that's enough. It feels complete. Um, so if that's five minutes, great. If it's 20 minutes, great. Like it doesn't, the length of time isn't important. What's important is that you feel like, you feel that sense of like, yeah, I've got it out of, out of my head. And then what we want to do is just read through or scan through what you've written and just choose the thought that jumps out of you. Like what's the thought that has the most emotional charge for you? Like what feels like, oh, that's really juicy. I, I, want, I want to explore that more. And when you f- find that thought, like just notice like how it makes you feel. And when you find a thought that, that and often it'll be some negativity thought about how this is taking too long, say, for example, like I should be, I, you know, actually that was a good one. We can use um, Deb's thought from earlier. Um, okay, I had six months has been a no rush time period and I, but it hasn't been enough time for me to see results. So I'm spent all this time and I haven't got results. So just notice like, if you're thinking, oh, look, I've spent all this time and I still haven't got results, that feels really demotivating. Hey, like I've given it all this time and I still don't have results. You're feeling disempowered. You're feeling like you're stuck. It's it's not not a great feeling. And so just noticing how that thought makes you feel is really great because then you're like, okay, this isn't helpful. And then what we want to do in then what, the next step is to just recognize that that's not helpful. And you don't, we don't have to disprove that. Like, so feeling like six months without seeing results is a fact. Like we don't have to go, oh yeah, but you have, well, one thing is we could coach and look at actually maybe there are some results that you're not seeing, but, but, but the other option is to go, okay, well, we don't have to argue with that. Like, okay, six months without results doesn't feel good, but me continuing to think and dwell and focus my thoughts on that, that let that thought run the show is only going to make me feel more, frustrated more disempowered and more likely to quit so what we want to do instead is just find a new thought that maybe doesn't feel like amazing like oh I'm definitely naturally becoming naturally healthy in two seconds but a thought that feels less negative so a thought that feels more neutral and feels a little bit more empowering and so maybe the thought is you know I'm um you know I I I but I, I still want this. And so rather than focusing on what you don't have, focusing on, yeah, I still want to be naturally healthy. And just notice if you're thinking, I want to be naturally healthy, that six months and that's, that thought can still be there. But when you're focusing on the thought, I, I want to be naturally healthy, then you're feeling like, like desire, you're feeling more empowered, you're feeling like, there's a, like a, a, a drive to make it happen. And so from that place, if you're feeling that, that desire, you're going to be way more likely to try again and get, you know, dust yourself off after, after hitting that wall again and, and just do another. And then from that empowered place, you're like, okay, maybe I need to like, and for Deb's example, like we know that the nighttime snacking is a thing for her. So like just get back on and try that again about setting intentions in the evening and, and experiment, doing an ex- another experiment around, around her, her nighttime eating and seeing how that goes. So this is, this is the work. It's like finding that new thought that is going to be helpful. And oftentimes that like telling, like focusing on what you do want is the best best path forward just reminding yourself yeah I want this this is what I want can be really great and actually Marisa shared on the call this morning she'd done some beautiful coaching of herself and the thought that's really fueling her is I've got this so she's actually like in a place where she's starting to lose weight and she's thinking about like her thought that's fueling that is I can do this like I've got this and that's making her feel really empowered and it's helping her make intentional choices. And then she's seeing the results on the scale and she's getting that negative positive reinforcement. So, um, yeah. So did, did you guys, Melissa, Judith, Benitra, did any of you guys have any thoughts that you'd like to share that jumped out at you that you'd like to, um, yeah, share with the group and possibly coach on? Um, I wrote that 
Um, I'm frightened that I can't sustain progress, that every time I get close to success, I self-sabotage. So that's what's worrying me. I have had results, um, but it feels like the closer to success I get, the, the more danger or probability of failure. <laughs> yeah, so. right, right, right. And that's because that's been your experience in the past, hey? Yeah, it's and it's not just in food, but I think it's more more comfortable for me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think like we've thought, like when we have stuff that like fears like that, being compassionate with ourselves is a really great first step. It's like, of course, that's like I'm frightened about repeating the sabotage from the past. Like, and just having like that moment to like acknowledge and like not make yourself wrong for thinking about that is important. But then, but, but I don't know. There you go. I don't know how to turn that round into um, a positive thought. Yeah. Well, we it can still be there, right? You can still, we don't have to actually turn it around. But what we want to do is, like it's almost like it can still be there we don't have to like do anything change that thought in any way but we want to just find something else for you to focus your attention on so rather than focusing your attention on this fear of I don't want to self-sabotage like looking at a thought that's that's focusing you on what you you are what you do want can be helpful Judith or actually reminding yourself of why this like building some evidence for why this this process that you're using at the moment is different so that the need for self-sabotage won't be there so which of those kind of avenues do you think would be more helpful for you like feel would feel better for you right now Mm. I think the reason that this is working for me, although, you know, I've had success in dieting in the past. I mean. It's but interesting. Like, how, do, how do you define success? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I've, I've, if you think about dieting as losing weight, then, you know, I've, I've lost weight, but I've always gained it back because I've always had a sort of black and white, you know, success or failure, the whole good food, bad food. So I know this is different in that I'm trying not to diet. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I feel like it is different. I just worry that, you know, that I'll, I'm going to trip myself up. I'm going to trip myself up. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, of course, that's a fear. And... um. But I think also reminding, like, reminding yourself, like, is, like, is what you're doing at the moment, does that feel hard? Like, does it feel like something that you can't sustain? No, that's what's frightening me. It doesn't feel that hard. <laughs> it doesn't feel that hard. And that's what's frightening me. I know, Judith, I've got the great, great, like, it's okay for this to feel, this to feel not hard. It's safe for this to feel, feel easy even. No, it doesn't feel easy. I'm not saying okay. easy. Okay, okay. Not, I don't feel, you know, I'm not I'm not hungry. I'm not, you know, it's not, you know, I'm not I'm not living on uh, maple syrup. And syrup and cayenne pepper. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's like the thought it's like it's safe for this to feel not hard. Okay. Or it's safe for me to keep going how I'm going. Yeah, that's probably better one. Yeah. Because when you, you think that it's safe for me to keep going home going. Yes, of course there's still gonna be fears of like, oh I'm going to sabotage myself. But this is also directing you on the path of actually what I'm it's sending you the, your subconscious a message that what I'm doing is okay. Like what I'm doing is safe, but let's keep doing that. It feels good. Okay. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Great. 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 Okay. Thank you. Amazing, Judith. So good. Anitra, tell me, did you have a thought that you wanted to, un- that you uncovered? Are you able to talk? Um, I'm still 
grappling with the idea of success and and yes i the self sabotage thing just really resonates like i know what i should be doing and i know that when i am more mindful or intentional i feel better yeah and then it's the toddler when you were talking about chimpanzee, the chimp brain yours yeah, is a toddler yeah, it's the toddler <laughs> brain <laughs> I am an adult and I should behave like an adult. And I just think you just think of it as a work in progress, as you say. And yeah. failure doesn't mean so that's I have been beating myself up that it's six months and I don't seem to, but it's 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 scaffolding and it's um preparation work that I've needed to do. Yeah. So I guess okay. I'm feeling more optimistic now than I have for the last couple of months. So Amazing. No, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. I so, think they yeah. need to work in progress. Work in progress. I think um tell me like this like this week, what's worked well for you this week? Planning and realizing that it's my body and my rules. And and, and everyone's different. Okay. Visitors of the weekend. Okay, and yeah, so that that and so you set some intentions around having the visitors, and yeah, that didn't always get followed, but um, no, but you set the so let yourself feel good about setting intentions, yeah, intentions and not apologizing or just doing my own thing. I think right, and that felt good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. amazing, amazing. So let's. I think like. Anita, we need to like really like the, that negativity bias is strong of like your brain's like wanting to think about all the things that like, oh, it's been six months and like dwell on that stuff, which yes, that's true, but also it's not helpful to spend that time thinking about that. So let's like look for the wins of where you are doing well. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, it is good. Yeah. And just the the basic I am worth it I'm and, worth it yeah and I'm in charge you keep coming back so I love that thought for you Anitra it's so good yeah yeah so yes so thank you and I'm I'm looking forward to the next few months because yeah. I think it will be a while but yes I've and been you... ambivalent and now I'm embracing yeah amazing and are you feeling um like, how, are you seeing results on the scale this week? Like, how's that? Oh, God, no. No, God, no. It's it's slipped upwards um, and it's not good, but that's okay because it's it's mental. Yeah, okay. Okay, so should we, like, um, like, what do you think is the number one thing that's contributing to the scale going up? The toddler. Winning, toddler winning. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Let's get more specific. Like delve in. Like when is the toddler showing up? Like the most? Oh, late at night. So it's the late night snacking. Yeah, and boredom, and if you have, and not being in. If you're not, I find if you're not intentional about alcohol, you overreach. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so you've been learning some great lessons this week, Anitra. Yes. So, yeah, and that's why I'm calling it a working process. It's a time for reflection about what's not working and how to just celebrate the wins and just... um, Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm fairly the scale's not reflecting, but mentally I'm feeling better. So that's great, okay. Great. So I'm hoping great. that'll be better next week. Yeah. So in so with the like the alcohol, was that mostly because you had visitors or is that something that's a regular Yeah. And and then just, you know, that sneaky midweek drink and really it should be just Friday and Saturday nights and then you're fine. And I and and because it's an occasional thing, it's not a daily thing. It's not good for you. So 
if you have it occasionally, then you'll love it and appreciate it, but it's not a daily. Okay, and you're, ha- you're happy with that? like Yeah, and that's, and I, I should that say intention. that that's a personal for me and myself, and I'm not judging anyone else because everyone's yeah, different. Yeah, it comes yeah. back to that. Everyone's different thing. Yeah. Okay, so the alcohol is probably not the biggest option. I'm just wondering, like, do you think it's the boredom or then the late night snacking that's the biggest toddler time when the toddler shows up? Um, probably, probably the looking for the treat instead of thinking, well, it's the toddler. Let's just have a cup of tea and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. So, um, so yeah, it's it's like it's the after dinner, then after dinner feeling like you need a treat. Yeah. So how would yeah. you feel about this week of doing an experiment of actually ha- setting an intention to like and actually having an intentional treat like with your di- after dinner, like at dinner time? Um. Yeah, I did. I last night I had a a um, peach, okay. which was really nice. So Great. yes, I guess I yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. No, that is a good idea. Yeah. So let's like use your intentional brain to and like so and if you think about your week of like, okay, you know, are there yeah, are there any treats that you want to have like on a weekly basis? Like, do you want to have some ice cream one night? Do you want to have chocolate cake I don't know whatever it is for you but actually giving yourself that like this is part of your daily route like daily meal schedule is that you have an intentional treat after dinner and then that's going to keep your two-year-old like satisfied so it's not then just before bed going oh come on come on we haven't had anything sweet today like yeah yeah I think so I think Yes, because it's the deprivation. Yeah, yeah. So no, we, I'll give we need to go. give it, give it, give it permission. Yeah, because there was someone that I like, I worked with, like in one of the first naturally healthy club groups, and her weight was like she was really was starting to like I think hers was more plateaued rather than going up. But one thing we introduced was like giving herself a, the option to have a small bowl of ice cream every night if she wanted to. And when she gave herself that permission, that really helped her contain the her eating in the evening and then the weight started to move for her in the right direction. So, Yeah, no, that sounds a good idea. Thank okay, you. do that experiment, Anitra, and, like, I look forward to hearing how you go with it next week. Thank you. Yeah, amazing. Um, Melissa, did you have any thoughts that came up for you? Um, I think that uh, the one that I circled was, um, oh, I messed up again. Like, how, you know, and then uh, after you talked about it a bit, um, the alternative thought for me is like, it's it's just a wobble. It's Um, just a wobble. I'm on my bike. I'm just wobbling a bit. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that like just puts it in perspective. It's not a big deal. It's just a wobble. I love it. I love that. Well done on coaching yourself. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like when I get, when I came on the call, it was those were the thoughts that were going on in my head. Oh, I messed up again. Like, how could I do that? Like, you know. And then um, listening to you talk, my brain went, "Oh yeah, right, it, right, okay. It's just a wobble. Just a um, wobble. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So good, Melissa. Okay, mm-hmm. Deb. Good to see you. You missed out on. Um, I shared with everyone the, um, that you won post of the week prize, Deb, and I shared with you that beautiful post that you put in the, in the group um, with the quote. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so just wanted to check in, Deb, how are you feeling this week? Are you, hopefully you can talk. Yeah, I'm, well, as you could kind of tell from the book, still being totally successful and sometimes I I think part of it's wrapped up in my poor sleep habits as well as uh, nighttime snacking and still 
I still, I still think I just need to get more focused on instead of eating, like if I'm going to eat something, I, instead of reaching for nuts or crackers or those types of things, maybe if I can just reach for a protein bar, the protein bar seems like that satiates me a lot better than yeah. the other things. Yeah, there we go. So, so anyway, I just feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm certainly not down in weight. I'm definitely up in weight now after maintaining for a long time, but... Okay, I, really, I don't think it's, I think it's just to try and just keep trying to establish better habits and protocols around what I'm doing to make it work more yes. effectively for me. So, so your weight was up, Debs, but has it gone up in this last, if we just look at this last week, has it gone up this week? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. It, um, I didn't weigh myself today because I was in a rush to leave, and um, but I'll, I'll weigh myself tomorrow. I don't know. It just it seems like it just keeps it's creeping up and up and up. And again, and I still don't feel like I'm eating all that much. But I need I need to pay more attention to what my serving sizes are, because uh, as we've discussed before. I'm, I'm a I'm clean your plate gal so if I'm I need to pare down what I put on my plate so that when I clean my plate and typically I would be satiated after that then I'm not overeating at that point and then if I have if I get hungry again later if maybe I can substitute in a, a, a more direct protein a bit like a bar or something of that type that maybe I can better keep it under control. So I don't I don't know. I think I'm one of the I don't know if it's a lost cause, but certainly like you've described some of the other people participating in NHC have not seen success right away, but as they continue to ruminate on the methods that you're teaching that eventually it kicks in and helps them to be successful yeah yeah cool Deb so thank you for like sharing like this and being so open with it so I think like the the, the thought that and I think this has come up before the thought that's really blocking you that's, that's making the weight go up is that like I don't feel like I'm eating that much. So you're on one hand, your brain's going, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not really overeating. This is just my weight's just going up. It's like this mystery thing." So you're not seeing like you, there's a disconnect between the cause and effect, and you're like, "Oh, it could be my sleep," and like rather than actually seeing it as what I'm putting in my mouth is causing this this number to go up, and actually taking like ownership of that if you know what I mean and so so do you think I should write it down or track it more closely or no no not necessarily no no but I just think that we wanted to have like rather than you feeling disempowered and feeling like this is something that's happening to you I think we want to choose another thought for you to focus on okay. that does it's like you know I'm in control of what I put in my mouth or even I, so I had a um a belief that like achieving my goals was in my control, uh, but that's probably a little bit too much of a stretch for you. But like, you know, I think so a thought that's going to help you connect with like this isn't a mystery. It's like what I'm like I'm 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 responsible for this in that I and seeing responsibility as like able to respond. So. Like I, I have agency over this. So if I, if you think about the scale and weighing yourself, if you think, would that feel 
that you could believe that that I feel like I have agency over this or would it feel not at, not believable exercising agency it's a, just a habit that you're checking you're touching base with what your body's doing and recording it yeah maybe in, in the way of better thinking through how much food goes on my plate that that's more of an agency move yeah Is that what you mean? yeah 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 and 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 equating the both of like what goes in like I'm like what goes in on my plate and what goes in my mouth like that's what's causing this number to go up Okay. Yeah. So, um, so when well, the last time I think we spoke, Debbie, we were going to do some experiments around yeah. setting, like having an intentional nighttime snack. How did that go? Yeah, I guess I didn't do real good with that. So that maybe is, I did add like the flax seed into my. Um, okay. Mix. I did do that. But I, you know, I always I go into the evening with I don't have an snack. Okay. Like I think I'm going to have a snack. And, yeah, so, yeah, maybe it would just be better to concede and have the snack. And then maybe that would avoid yes. over snacking in, by having a snack I would avoid the over snacking yes giving yourself permission to have like set that intention and have an intentional snack is totally going to because then you're going to feel oh yeah like I'm giving myself something and you're going to feel that sense of like taking care of yourself and you're not going to feel deprived so when you go into the evening thinking I shouldn't be snacking then like what happens is you get tired at the end of the night and then then the snacking like monster comes out. Whereas if you go into the evening with an intention, oh, sorry, intention that like I had permission to have this snack, it's like this reverse psychology thing. As soon as you give yourself like set an intention, it's going, it just calms all the other stuff down. And so you'll you'll be able to be satisfied with the snack that you do have. Okay. I, what I'm going to do is I'll write that down so I can execute it instead of just uh, and if I put it on a maybe on a slip of paper or something and put it where I'll see it. Yeah. And I can actually. That's the, and that's the one thing to focus on, Deb. That's the only thing you're doing, going to do different this week. This is the one experiment is I'm setting my intentional snack because this is going to help me. This is actually going to help the scale go down. Okay. Yeah, that does sound reasonable. Yeah, cool, cool. So you have logical brains on, on board with it. <laughs> yeah. And be specific with the quantity. Like when you're, when you're setting your intention for what the snack will be, like be like specific, I'm going to have one protein bar, I'm going to have – one bowl of ice cream or whatever it is yeah but yeah getting this after dinner snacking habit into a better place that's going to like I, my sense is that that will stop the weight there's weight gain so we'll get you to a, a like get you to a, a more neutral place with the like get you stable on the weight and then once you're in a like you've got that habit well established and you're feeling good about it, then we can look at reducing serving sizes and like, like being intentional with the eating through the rest of the day to get the weight to move down. But we want to stop that weight gain in the beginning. So you and Anitra are going to be buddies working on your intentional <laughs> snacks this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How does that feel? Uh, it seems reasonable. We'll seems see reasonable. how okay. it goes. 
Yeah, amazing. Okay, I'm looking forward to, and if you can't turn up to the call next week, Deb, looking forward to seeing a post in the group. Like, let us now how, know how it goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to. I, I just was, I mean, I just was on my way home. So when I dropped my friend off and I got onto the call. So next week, I, I don't think I'm going anywhere during the day. So it won't. Amazing. Hopefully I'll be able to be part of the whole call. Amazing. Amazing. Excellent. Also good. Glad we got Thank to you. coach. Okay, well, have a great week, everyone. Enjoying those intentional evening snacks. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. <laughs>